glory. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It is your season. Your season is here. It is your season to shine. The glory of God is not only here on earth. The glory of God is not only upon you. The glory of God is not only in you. You are the glory of God here on earth. Shine forth. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory. Shine forth. Shine forth in the kingdom of your Father. Shine forth in the kingdom of your Father. Shine forth his glory. Shine forth his life. Woo, hallelujah. Glory. Woo, I'm excited right now. I don't know about you, but the glory of God is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Look at that. chapter number 60 we'll be looking at verses 1 it says arise shine for the light is come and the glory of the lord is risen upon thee that place never said arise and shine it said arise shine arise shine now that sends a signal i mean i think it's worthy of note to discover it says arise shine it didn't say arise and shine that tells you that the glory of god is already there it's already there you know you need to arise for it to shine forth the glory is already there but the glory will not shine until there is a rising now the glory is already in you but it will not shine until the person that carries that glory rises up until he rises up to shine forth that glory so it means there's an action an action comes before the hidden glory is manifested is it not wonderful that the bible says that faith without works is dead faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god you see when we hear the word of god we approach the mirror the spiritual mirror of the word hallelujah we are 
we, we approach the spiritual mirror of the word. And there's something that the Bible says that fascinates me. He said, we behold with an open face the glory of God. Does that not ring a bell? I mean, if you stand in front of a mirror, you should see your own picture. That is the physical thing. But the rules that apply in the physical are directly opposite the rules that apply in the spiritual. If you stand before the spiritual mirror, which is the word of God, you don't see yourself. Instead, you see the glory of God. Now, this is another reverse rule. I call it the reverse principle. I think I should discuss that one day. Now, if you stand in front of the physical mirror, you see your picture. Your picture shows you who you are, but it never helps you to correct who you are. It means correcting who you are comes from your own self. You look in the mirror, you see your face is oily. The mirror won't correct the oily face. You have to leave the mirror. Go get um, a napkin or something or an handkerchief or, or, or a towel, a face towel. You, you wash your face off, you clean it, then you now apply powder if, if you wish to. But all of that is you trying to make your face look better. So that mirror does not help you. That's the physical mirror. But the spiritual mirror, first, you don't see yourself. <laughs> you see the glory of God. So the more you hear the word of God, if it is really the word of God you are hearing, you should see more of God and less of yourself. A lot of people approach the word of God to get to do's, you know, to do's, what they can do, what they need to do, you know, what they need to do. That's what they go into the scriptures to see. I thought the word of God is the good news. I have struggled all my life to be righteous. Now Jesus came on the scene and gave me righteousness as a gift. Bible tells us expressly that righteousness is a gift. Bible tells us expressly that righteousness is a gift. Righteousness is a gift. It's not what you labor for. Romans chapter 5 verse 17 tells us that. He said, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace, now watch this, and of the gift of righteousness, shall reign in life by one jesus christ so righteousness is a gift it's not what you labor for so when you go into the word of god you see the glory of god not to do having labored under the law you now approach the word of god the good news and you are trying to get to do's what you can do to become righteous that is not good news i mean someone has been laboring all his life and now he comes to a person that says come unto me all ye that labor and are ever laden and now you approach that person and he's also giving you more work to do to do's to do's to do's that is not good news one news means it is new it's different from what i've been bringing on with me for a long time it is new that's where you get news from when you turn on the tv to watch the news you want to hear stories you've not heard before tales happenings you've not heard before that's why it's called news that means so many new things together news now this news is not a bad one it is a good one i've been laboring this news tells you no more labor enter into rest so you're not approaching the word of god to see what you can do you're approaching the word of god to see what he has done so if really you really have heard or you really approach the word of God by reading it, by getting to discover what the word of God tells you, and it is the good news you really read, then 
you would be seeing the glory of God. A lot of people approach the Bible and it's the glory of Moses they get from it. The glory you labor to get. And at the end of the day, it is a passing away glory. Glory that fades away. A glory that fades away. Because that's what it is. But when you approach the word of God and you see in totality the revelation of who Jesus is. You see the personality of Jesus. You All you would see is what he has done for you. And how you can step into it. And when you approach the word of God that way, all you are going to be seeing is the glory of God. Now, this word of God serving as a mirror in this instance we are talking about and showing you the glory of God will not only show you the glory of God, but we assist in making you that glory of God. Awesome. Mirror that changes anybody that stands before it. <laughs> That's super. <laughs> that is super. I want to look into that mirror all the days of my life. Please, goes ahead to tell us that the more we look to this mirror, the more we become that glory. The more we become the glory that we see. Hallelujah. The more we become the glory we see. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. Now it says, But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. Take take note of that. Our faces are open. Okay? Open faces. Your face is open. That means you approach it with an open spirit. You are not going to the world to see what you want to see. But you approach it with humility. You are empty. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall be filled. Poor in spirit means you come empty. You are not full. You are not rich. You come empty. You will be filled. You approach the word of God with an open face. You are not there with a full face. So many people come into the church to hear God speak with full faces. They already know what they want to hear. And if the minister is not saying what they want to hear, he can keep talking to himself. They don't care. Okay. Now, such people can never be transformed into the glory of God. I mean, I don't want to sound negative, but that's just the truth. You really need to approach the word of God with an open face. Now, he said you will behold in the word as if you are looking in a glass. But this time around, what do you see? You see the glory of the Lord. Now, the next sentence is, are changed into the same image that they see. I mean, this is, he said, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. What is that image now? The glory of the Lord. From glory to glory. So it doesn't happen all at once. That's why you can't study the Bible once and think you've gotten the old juice out of it. No, it doesn't happen that way. Because each time you listen, you're going to get something new. And you don't approach the word of God by your own effort. You approach it the help of the spirit of god now the last verse says even as by the spirit of the lord hallelujah hallelujah the way to really get the good news from the word of god the way to really be see the glory of god and be changed into that glory that you see is to first approach the word with humility approach it with humility and seek for the help of the Holy Spirit. If you approach the word of God with pride, the Holy Spirit will not be able to assist you, even though he's willing. <laughs> so, you have to really approach the word of God with all sense of humility. Okay? So, faith comes by hearing the good news. 
you hear the good news. Now, the more you hear, the more you see the glory of God, the more you are transformed into that glory. You want to be in the in the presence of the Lord for a very long time, years after years, decades after decades, always learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. It is a terrible, I mean, a terrible situation. I'm sure everyone looks down and cries over such a soul. A lot of us have a lot of glory in us, but we are not manifesting just because we fail to arise. The Lord is waiting for you to arise and manifest His glory. Isaiah chapter 1, uh, chapter 60, verse 1, is not giving you a suggestion, it is actually giving you a command. It is saying, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen. Look at that, risen. It's not saying it's rising. It's risen. Glory has already risen upon you. There has to be an arising for the glory to manifest. Now the Bible says that when Christ be lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself. That's what the Bible says. Physically with us, he was lifted up 2015 years ago on the cross of Calvary. And that was the day he drew all men unto himself. <laughs> now, heaven is waiting for you to arise because it is in your arising that your light breaks forth. Now, if I keep reading down Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1 down, verse 2 says, For behold, the darkness, imagine it says the darkness, the darkness. It didn't say darkness, it said the darkness shall cover the earth. So it's not talking about the darkness of the night, it's talking about this particular darkness. The darkness that the devil himself sponsors. He said, it shall cover the earth. Has it not? <laughs> he said, and gross darkness, the people, the people, they are gross darkness themselves. He said, but the Lord shall arise upon thee. Do you discover this? Now, verse 1 is saying, you rise and shine. Verse 2 is saying, the Lord will arise upon thee. So it means the reason why God is not actively functioning right now on earth is because those he has put his glory in are not arising. Because God is waiting for you to arise, then God arises upon you. The reason why darkness thrives is because those that have the light are doing nothing. Evil only thrives when the good say nothing. Say, but the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. All those that are darkness and gross darkness, they are going to see that glory in the name of Jesus. Say, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Just take note of that. How wonderful this is. He said, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light. Uh oh, Jesus was lifted up. He drew all men unto himself. Physically, it looks like see Jesus was being killed. Spiritually, the generation, the 42nd generation that he gave birth to was actually rising. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus was physically being killed, but spiritually he was rising up. That is another reverse principle for you. A man that has the spiritual highs will understand that what is taking place right here is the lifting up of the Son of Man. And that is how he drew a man to himself. Now, this place is also telling us, verse 3. He said, The Gentiles shall come to thy light. How do the Gentiles see your light when you shine? How do you shine when you arise? When you are lifted up? Listen to me. A religious man would say, 
how can I be lifted up? How can I be lifted up? It's only Jesus I can lift up. Um, let me correct something there. The mindset of religion still has not been able to understand and fathom the truth that Jesus is the head and you are in the body. I'm sure if I step on your leg or jump on your leg and landed on your toe with my heel, your mouth will shout. But I did not do anything to your mouth. It was just your leg I stepped on. But there you go. Your mouth is shouting. <laughs> that tells you that the body is not different from the head. If you have given your life to Christ and you are in the body of Christ, there's no difference between you and the head. You are one. The Bible called us joint heirs with Christ. It didn't say co-heirs. If you were co-heirs, then God, the Father, would have called you and Jesus together and divide what he has between the two of you. Now, when Jesus, the firstborn, takes what he has, he needs, you, the secondborn, takes whatever is left over. No, he didn't say you are co-heirs. He said you are joint heirs. Joint heirs means the father is dividing nothing. Whatever right the son has before the father, that same self-right you have before the father. <laughs> Do you understand that? All right. Now, you are the glory of God on earth. You are the glory of God on earth. Jesus died resurrected went to heaven came back as the holy spirit he is the same self-spirit called jesus he is here he never left he said lo i am with you always till the end of the world till the end of the ages <laughs> if jesus said he is here i assure you jesus is here jesus is here he is the holy spirit Holy Spirit is not his name. Holy Spirit shows his attribute. He is holy and he is invisible. He is a spirit. But what is the name of the Holy Spirit? Jesus Christ. He is here. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he decided to stay in you. Above you. On you. Because you are one with him. So as you are lifting up Jesus, you are actually rising up. Now Jesus looked up and said, Father, glorify me that I may glorify you. Do you know what that means? <laughs> Jesus said, glorify me that I may glorify you. It means when you are glorified, God is glorified. Hallelujah. So you are the glory of God. God left you here after saving you because he wants you to keep living his life. Jesus died at, the, at, his, at his prime, 33 and a half years old. He died not for a sin he committed, but for the one we committed. For the sin we committed. And he expects us to keep living his life for him. It was an exchange. Jesus did not come to change us. No, he came to exchange his life for us. So he actually died for everyone, exchanged their life for them. And gave us his sinless life. He said the son of man had nowhere to lay his head actually came looking for where to lay his head to lay his generation and today he's laying his head on the church <laughs> hallelujah today he's laying his head on the church so you are a member of the church of the body of christ i want you to know that jesus is your head and you are one with him so jesus was lifted up you will arise you will shine forth i decree and declare Anything that is holding you bound from rising, I destroy in the name of Jesus. You are free to serve the Lord. You are free to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory.